Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. ready to go i'm here seven o'clock and we're live and i'm here and i've been trying to do things with the camera angle did it like this angle a couple of weeks ago and then did it straight on last week and thought this one looked better i don't know but uh not happy with those papers up there a bit rubbish don't they but if i put my head there if i keep my head like that Maybe I should have moved the camera. Anyway, okay, I've gone back to the normal. Um, I've gone back to the normal thing because I did a funny one last week with uh, supposed to share the screen and have the people on, but it didn't go very well. Um, I had all sorts of problems. Nearly late. Let me just uh, show the viewers at home what this is. Sorry, how often is it? You say oh every tuesday 7 p.m um so we got um got a few questions here but as ever please comment and share um but we have got a few questions which i have got lined up and programmed into my system because you know i have been uh, preparing for this we got a question about rotation of implants another question which i couldn't read very well because i wrote it down made myself i think it said something about sensation of um of implants what is that what is that <laughs> i haven't seen that emoji terry i like it don't know what it means i hope it's not rude um i think it was sensation of implants and um what else fat grot yeah big long list of questions i hope the person who asked those questions is on uh might have answered them but it, uh, actually i have to remember all the questions she asked but all stuff about fat grafting with pectus excavatum and breast implants and things and what else oh yeah flat mole flat mole uh right so jump in number one yep thank you uh I thought I thought I answered this, but I obviously didn't because this person asked a couple of weeks ago. And so sorry about that. I didn't answer it. Um, is that what it means? You're watching. OK, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the emoji, Terry. Thank you. So rotation of teardrop implants. And I think this patient was saying, is it a problem? Rotation of teardrop implants. Simple answer is yes. This is a patient who's actually got teardrop implants. I think she was hoping I would say it's not. Sounds look good. Um, um someone at the door but I'm, it's okay uh rotation teardrop implants so yes it uh, it is a problem unfortunately and uh teardrop implants can rotate because they are fuller in the lower pole oh, probably got one over there but anyway so they can sort of rotate and look not right so that is a complication you get with teardrop implants you don't get with round implants so it's something to consider if you're having teardrop implants it's something to throw into the mix teardrop implants do give a softer look in the upper pole um especially if you haven't got much breast tissue i think they are useful to give a more natural result sometimes you can get a natural result 
particularly in myself, someone who has got some breast tissue, and particularly if it's in the lower pole of the breast with a round implant. So you can get a natural result with a round implant. But um, teardrop implants, I think, do have a place. I think you'll find that plastic surgeons are divided with teardrop implants. Some people say, I don't use them at all because a round implant sort of goes teardrop and you stand up. Some people use them a lot. Um, I'm a bit in, in a bit in between, I suppose. I do use teardrop implants um, um, and I do use round um but yeah i talked to everyone about the risks it, there are polyurethane implants and silicone implants polyurethane implants are much less likely to rotate compared to silicone implants so if you're on the fence between polyurethane and silicone and you want a teardrop implant that might be a plus for polyurethane implants um but it is a problem and it is uh hard to treat the one thing is uh you will know that you've got it so i wouldn't go you know we don't go looking for it if you don't feel that you've got a um uh, if your implant is rotated, then um, it's it's fine. Um, but if it is rotated, you can't really do anything about it apart from go back to theatre. In the old days, we used to do um, external version, trying to sort of um, de-rotate it externally. I say we, I've never done it. I think older surgeons might have done it, not young people like me. Um, you know, spring chickens like me, we don't know what that is all about. But the older ones, obviously the older surgeons might have done that. But uh, us youngsters, uh, we don't do that sort of thing anymore. I think it's quite uncomfortable and it's not a good thing to do. It's widely thought of. So, um, yeah, go back to the theatre, derotate it. But it's a problem because, um, I'm just looking at, yes, I've got, <laughs> looks like I've got a picture of a brick wall, like an image of a brick wall out my window. But uh, there is a goal, but it's you can't see it. Hmm. Yeah, you have to work on that camera angle, but um, I'm a professional, so I'm pushing through. Um, it is a problem, and it's something that can happen. It doesn't, I mean, it's just a risk, you know, it can happen, and there's stuff that can be done if it happens. So don't worry about it too much, particularly if you've already got the rotator. I'm sure we spoke about it before you got the implants, but uh, if you've got the implants, it's just something that can happen. Um, good. So I think this question was about sensation after having implants um sensation of the skin and the sensation of the skin can be altered when you have breast implants both the sensation of the skin and the sensation of the nipple and by altered i mean it can either be numb or it can be hypersensitive it can be overly sensitive and out of those two actually hypersensitivity is worse than numbness if you do get hypersensitivity then we advise you to desensitize it to sort of massage it and touch it to try and desensitize it and make it quite uh, a little bit less sensitive um, but sensation can be altered after breast implants you have all sorts of funny things people feel like there's vibrations people feel like there's water running on their breath there's all sorts of weird sensations that you can get when you do put breast implants in because all the nerves have been stretched now this usually comes back to life now i pretty much always use what's called an inframammary incision which is an incision at the sort of base of the breast so i don't actually cut through any breast tissue uh, when you do an infraareolar incision, you do cut through some breast tissue, so there's more of a risk of sensation, particularly around the nipple, because some of the nerves might be cut with an infraareolar than there is with an inframammary. Um, but uh, so it's I don't actually cut through any breast tissue, but um, the breath, the nerves are stretched. It's feel weird, and it does take a while to come back to life. I normally say it can take nine to twelve months for it to come back to life. It may not come back to life. Usually it does. I've never had anyone who's got a long-term problem with sensation. I've got a lot of people who have short-term, not problem, but comment on it, that it all feels weird. Um, but long-term, I never had anyone with a problem with it. 
And I think either that's because it one gets better or two, you start to live with it a bit and it feels sort of, um, it, you just, it feels okay. And it's not a problem, but it is something that can happen. Again, another thing um, about uh, to be aware of, uh, the sensation can be altered in the breast, but it usually comes back to life. It can take up to about a year or so for it to really come back to life properly. Oh, I missed one here. Um, I'm going to go with this one because I haven't, I haven't typed in the next question. So can you remove a flat mole? I've had this question um, um, quite a lot. Well, I'll say quite a lot couple of times uh, recently um, for me it's like for me it's like um, of, you know yes you can remove a flat mole I think the reason what's happened is we've done um, a few videos um, about shave excision of moles like how you can incise them. Basically, you can either do a shave excision or a mole or sort of cut it out. Now, a shave excision of mole is where you take a sort of scalpel and take it off at the, at the level of the of the skin. So you, a shave excision has to be a raised mole. You can't do a shave excision of a flat mole. But that doesn't mean you can't excise it, remove a flat mole, because with a flat mole, you can excise it. In fact, with a raised mole, you can excise it. So a raised mole, you've got an option to either excise it or shave it. Um, a flat mold you have to excise it so the decision is only there for raised molds and there are good and bad about shaving shaving can leave sort of less volume of scarring because it just needs a, a scar the size of the base of the lesion um, the problem with shaving is it sometimes the pigment if it's a brown mold the pigments left behind so you get a flat sort of brown patch and sometimes if you've got hairs the hairs can remain so you have a sort of flat the mold's not there, but they might. If sometimes you get, if you've got dark hairs in your mold, those might still be there if you do a shave excision. The other important thing to say is that if you're worried about skin cancer, you wouldn't do a shave excision. So if you've got a raised lesion or mole that is concerned that it's a skin cancer, you should not do a shave excision. You should do a, an, an, a formal excision where you completely take the whole depth of it out because they need to see the whole specimen, the whole um, depth of the specimen. So if there's any worry about skin cancer, you should have it excised. If it's flat, you should have it excised. But if it looks benign and it's raised, you have the option for a shave excision, which is something we can talk about. But you certainly can remove a flat mole, no problem at all. Um, but it would have to be excised, which would leave you a linear scar. Um, and, you know, that's something we can talk about in the clinic. So... A little bit worried here. I'm on my... Oh, whoa, why is that so big? Boom! How'd that work? How'd I do that? Small. 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 Boom! Okay, fat grafting to breast. All right. Don't know why that one's so big, but... Um... Should actually try and find that question that patients asked, um, but I should have done that before, really, shouldn't I? So um, I'm on my last question here, which is slight. Of a, here we go, which is of a slight concern. Um, um, but I'm going to drag it out, my friends. Okay, um, so fat grafting to the breast. We got a list. We got seven quests, seven subheadings for fat grafting the best. 
Dr. Stiano is topping my list of possible UK surgeons. Do you hear that? Topping the list. But compared to others, I found it difficult to find examples of his breast fat transfer results. If I were to come up for a 15-minute consultation, would I be able to see before and after photos? Um, yes, you're quite right. You are, I haven't got many before and after photos on the website, or any, probably. I, I don't even know. Have I got a page on fat grafting on the website? Um, I haven't got much on fat grafting on the website um, because um, basically I don't do much fat grafting nowadays because nowadays I do cosmetic breast surgery. I love fat grafting. I think fat grafting is great and I used to do it an awful lot. And when I was in the NHS, I was uh, doing breast reconstruction after cancer and I did fat grafting all the time. Probably every week I was doing a fat grafting case. And I got fantastic results and I loved it. And I thought it was a fantastic technique and it was brilliant. Um, but now I pretty much only do cosmetic breast surgery. And that's what this person's talking about, cosmetic breast surgery. And on paper, fat grafting seems great. Injecting some fat from your, you know, tummy or somewhere and injecting into your breast. No need for an implant. Fantastic. Isn't that great? But in reality, it is not. Um, it is it has got its limitations and the main limitation is the volume of fat that you can inject and the reason for that because i'll just go through i won't go through questions one because that's what she talks about about how much what's the average result we get fat transferred etc so um the volume of fat it depends on the donor size as where you can take the fat from and often patients who are wanting breast implants have got a very slim so they haven't got much donor sites so not much take place places where you can take the fat from you can usually find somewhere tummy thighs something like that um, but number two, when you inject the fat, you don't inject, you don't want to inject it into the breast because if you get fat necrosis, if the fat dies, you get calcifications and, you know, pretty, I think the radiographers and the radiologists are pretty good at knowing what cal dead fat is as opposed to breast cancer, but it is a bit of a worry having calcifications within the breast. So you, you inject the fat into the layer above the breast, so from the skin to the breast and beneath the breast, so the breast and the muscle. So you're trying to inject the fat around the breast. So you limit it to where you can inject the breast because, again, uh, inject the fat because, again, people who are requesting this have usually got small breasts. That's why they want breasting enlargement. And so that volume of space where you can put it is limited, and each piece of fat needs to be surrounded by healthy tissue. Otherwise, it will die. So it has to be surrounded by healthy fat. So it's, it takes quite a long time. You have to inject very small aliquots of fat in. It takes quite a long time. And the results are subtle. That's the thing. I mean, I have done it and I have done it recently, but the results are subtle. And so I really do it in cases of asymmetry. If you're focusing on one breast or um, in if there's sort of um, contour deformities, contour defects, or if there's a knuckle of an implant or you can see ripples of an implant or something like that. If there's a problem that you need to get some extra cut cover, fat grafting is very good, but the results are subtle. So for cosmetic breast augmentations, the results are subtle. Um, it's less than a cup size. And what you often have to do with patients is look at before and after photos quite closely next to each other and you can see a difference. But I always think it's always you're always in a bit of a bad place if you're having to sit there with a patient with a before and after photos, sort of analyze it to convince them that they've got um, a good result. So, um, you know, I think it is subtle. It is a good thing on paper. It's great because um, because it's you don't have to have the long term effects of implants. 
but because it's subtle it often has to be often has to be repeated it is uh, expensive so um you know it's not cheap and so you have to be aware what you're going to get and if you that you're going to get um subtle results as long as you're happy you know with that and getting it repeated and things then fine but in my experience um you know it's hard to be implants you know implants you can get a 250 cc 300 cc implant off the shelf put it in takes an hour fine with fat grafting one or 200 cc's is a lot and that's total so that means 50 to 100 cc's per breast you know you get a 250 cc implant straight away that's 500 cc's very easily whereas that would be five potentially five operations with fat grafting each of which costs several thousand pounds so it is a good thing it is fantastic um uh, uh technique i used to do it a lot i don't do it so much now because i do cosmetic augmentation you can't see many photos on my website because i haven't got many cases for cosmetic augmentations my cases of asymmetries are of breast reconstructions um because i talk like this to patients when they come to ask me for fat grafting and um you know i try and be realistic about the results that i can achieve so yeah it's fantastic to hear that i'm topping topping the list of uk surgeons but i'm sorry that i'm not being that positive about it i'm just trying to be realistic about my uh, experience with it um so that's where i'm at i'm at with it you know happy to talk about it happy to do it but you've got to be realistic about what you can achieve um the other the same page about uh, mild to moderate pectus excavatum pectus excavatum is a, a defect in the sternum in the sternum in the rib cage it's a it's a deficit in the rib cage um and uh, it's a very good technique for that so um you can we used to well people still do use uh, custom-made silicone prostheses to to uh, fill that defect uh, but fat grafting is a very good alternative because the complications of uh, silicone implants are because these are not sort of like breast implants they're like solid silicone implants which are custom made you know based on a ct scan uh they can migrate they can you can feel the edges and things like that so they can cause problems the other thing for pectus excavatum is thoracic surgery that wouldn't be a plastic surgeon that'd be a thoracic surgeon um which is very good as well so i think that's a very good option if you've got pectus excavatum there are a few options you should probably see a thoracic surgeon to see about um uh, thoracic surgery but um fat grafting is an excellent option and that would just be to fill the pectus um obviously sometimes patients not obviously but sometimes patients with pectus excavatum have breast implants don't have the pectus addressed and just accept it and just have breast implants to enhance their breasts and you know that's that's possible you've got to be careful sometimes because the chest wall can be tilted so when you enhance the breast when the chest wall is tilted sometimes you can enhance an asymmetry you know like ship going off course yeah it can make the sort of nipples look a bit less level and you know if, if they're slightly tilted and you put implants in so these things need to be aware of um yeah how common a calcification not that common uh how often do you see patients retain little to none of the fat cells in the long run time none is uncommon but little is is common it's often subtle as i say the results um and will the 200 pound consultation fee be redeemable against the cost of surgery no mm, no it's not um but we will refund the surgery if we can't help i mean refund the fee 200 pounds so i don't really want to take a consultation fee if i can't help so um we do our satisfaction guarantee um so that's 
um, that is, I should put that as a thing across the thing, shouldn't I? So that, that's, um, so, you know, satisfaction guaranteed. Um, so yeah, so we will give you the money back if, we, if I can't help. So I'd be very happy to see you and see if I can help. And if I can't help, we'll give you your money back. But if I can, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have that. Have a go. Have a go. I will do the surgery. Oh dear. Um, we cut that bit. Um, right, Caroline. I, I, you know what, Caroline? I asked a question. I wrote down a question that you said, and I couldn't read my writing. And I think it was about feeling. I think it was about feeling of implants. I said that earlier about feeling a sensation of implants. I think that's what you said, was it? But I did the rotation bit earlier as well. Caroline, we've got a question from Caroline coming in live, um, which is exactly what we want. And if I could do a thumbs up, I would. Can I do a thumbs up? Don't think I can. I'll tell you what I can do. I can do that. Hmm. It's not a gas mask, doesn't it? Uh, I'll tell you what I can do, Caroline. I can do this. Okay, Caroline, I'm going to answer your question presently. First of all, I need to get that sorted out there. In fact, that doesn't look very good. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And when I answer your question, I'm going to do that. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, that doesn't work. Right, that so without further ado, maybe a little... Oh, what's that? What's happening? Is that person crying? Oh, sorry, I didn't. Without further ado, I'm going to ask so your question, and I just want to make it quite clear that I'm very happy that you've answered, asked me a question live, and that's how I make it clear. Why is that so small? Um, so, Caroline, that is what I'm talking about. Live questions, that's what we want more of. Okay, people? So I don't know if you're aware, but please comment and share, okay? Please comment and share because that's what Caroline's done, right? So Caroline, oh, you asked, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Caroline, it's got another question here. I know what did Caroline, but let's just make out I didn't answer them. <laughs> um, right. Um, another question What was, can you feel any abnormal lumps in your breast? Okay, after implants. Caroline, brilliant. I wonder if I can come on myself as in a, you know, ask. No, can't, can I? My son in the other room to ask some questions. So, Caroline, that's a very good question, and I get that a lot. Can you feel lumps, uh, breast cancer and things like that when you've got implants in? People worry about that. They worry that um, they worry that the implant is going to be somehow hiding the um, a breast cancer, but that's not the case, and there is absolutely no problem with feeling lumps or any potential breast cancers in patients with breast implants in. We do use breast implants in patients who are high risk for breast cancer. We use patients who actually had breast cancer. We will put an implant in the other side if they're having a reconstruction and they want to be bigger so we can sort of enhance the normal breast as well as reconstructing the, the, um, the, the yeah, mastectomy side. So um, there's no problem with put, putting implants in patients um, because it's not going to hide uh, in, uh, cancer, otherwise we wouldn't do it. 
now you can still feel lumps just the same because when you feel your breast you're feeling the breast tissue you're not feeling the implant you might be able to feel the implant around the edges so sort of underneath and around the edges but on this bit, this bit sort of behind the nipple is all is all your breast so um the only thing to say and the only thing we need to tell people who've got breast implants in is that uh if you need any investigation so if you need a scan or a biopsy or something like that you need to let them know you've got implants in because they have to change the way they do the scan or if they do a biopsy, they have to do an ultrasound guided rather than just putting the needle in because they're worried they're going to damage the implant. So um, it is uh, totally fine and totally possible to investigate, but you need to be sure that um, you tell them. <laughs> right, so that's, you know what, I'm sure we did better last week. Um, anyway. Say that no, you're a really good audience, so much better than last week. It's so it's really good this week. Um, shouldn't say that, should I? Um, but if anyone's got any, no, no. right, is that gone quickly? Is that a quick one? I don't know, anyway. Um, that's me, I'm out, I'm all out, I'm not seeing any more comments. Uh, if anyone's got any comments, uh, do it, do it, comment, please comment and share. And if this is on a rerun, I'll see it, I'm sure, and answer it and go over it next week uh but that's that that's me I'm, I'm all in um i hope like my little where is it my little cartoon there no sorry i can't you can see it anyway the cartoon that's in the corner oh god it's all reversed there yeah cartoon i hope you like my cartoon there uh no expense bed um right i'm i'm um checking out thank you all for your comments and you sh and you and your shares yeah um thank you caroline i will i like them all thank you terry terry's giving me a big mouthy laughing face um i'm going to check out and i'm going to be here same time seven o'clock next week tuesday night any questions email me or facebook me and i'll be very very happy to answer them but for now have a lovely evening and uh, it's a beautiful evening out there so get yourself out in the garden and uh, i'll see you next week bye have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag ask jj We'd love to hear from you.